0: Welcome to the Hand in Hand Parent Club podcast. I'm Emily Murray, a Hand
1: in Hand instructor and a mom of two. I'm Kathy Gordon, a single adoptive mom of a now young adult son, a Hand in Hand instructor. And we're both moderators of Hand in Hand's awesome membership program, the Parent Club. Every week, we'll be answering a parenting question.
0: You'll hear about Hand in Hand Parenting's powerful, respectful parenting tools. We'll share how they help you work with your child's feelings, especially when their behavior gets hard or confusing
1: you can feel good about using these tools. They've brought warmth and connection to our own families and to many thousands of families around the world who are using the hand-in-hand approach. That's why Hand-in-Hand
0: and the Parent Club exist. We're here to support you and your family so you have more good, sweet, fun times together. Welcome, everyone. Last episode, we answered a listener question about how the Hand-in-Hand tool of Stay Listening changes as kids get older and how we recognize and respond to tween and teen tantrums and so Kathy and I thought it would be fun to give the other side of the story to that listener question which is um, the other tools change too so this week we're focusing on connection and the tools of special time and play listening in particular and so we brought in a special guest um, Kirsten Noddelson is a big fan of playing and wrestling as a way for us to connect throughout our entire lifetime and is a mom of a 23 and 17 year old and has been learning from them about play their whole lives and we as hand-in-hand instructors have been the beneficiaries of Kirsten's learning as well because she shares with us um, and Kirsten also teaches a starter class um, just for parents of tweens and teens and if you're interested in that you can find more about that on the hand-in-hand website um, events for parents. Um, So wonderful, warm welcome. Kirsten, thank you so much for being here with us and um, let's jump right in and maybe you can tell us a little bit from your perspective and your experience, how do we know what tweens and teens need from us? Because sometimes it feels like they don't even wanna be in the same house with us or maybe even not on the same planet with us. Um, so it's, it's hard to know what, what they need or want.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, and it's really easy as for parents to feel like they want to give up. And I think one of the things I like to tell parents of teens is like to remember that our, your tween, your teen is, is it a member of a group of people who in our society, it is completely acceptable to make derogatory comments about. So you hear people like rolling their eyes when they say teenagers and, oh gosh, I have a teenager. And, you know, they can say that to teenagers, around teenagers, about teenagers, and they're kind of hearing that and feeling that all the time. And we have, you know, many adults out there who sort of treat teenagers as if they're like scared of them or worried about them or just, you know, like just, you know, there's not a whole lot of warm, relaxed, trust. Wow, look what a wonderful human being and how intelligent you are that's getting aimed at our <laughs> teens. And so it's no wonder that they kind of come home to us and we get sort of the, ugh, get away from me. Ugh, I'm not interested. Ugh, stop talking. Ugh, you're breathing on me. You know, like whatever <laughs> it is that you're hearing from your teen tween, you, you are not alone and, um. It is um, a behavior that we need to decode. It's, it's not the true nature of who they are, and it's not likely what they're really meaning or wanting from us. So we really have to some like somewhere inside, just remember like, hear me saying it, hear Emily saying it, like they do really want you. And it's just a little bit harder to tell. They don't come jumping at us with lots of glee and say, play with me, play with me, pay attention, pay attention. You know, there was lots of time when they did that when they were younger with a lot of adults who said not right now I don't have time not right now I don't have time and so it, it's it's kind of like you know, one of the things that's happening right now is it's kind of squeaking out the other side. Um, and, and, and also what you hear a lot of is you know experts say they need their space give them space they're trying to be independent. And it is true that they need time to think for themselves and they need downtime, but what they need is to be trusted and to be, you know, for you to remember that you actually are significant in their life still and they do still want us to show that we care and they want our attention, they want our connection. They don't want it or need it any less. They're just much less likely to ask for it in the words or the actions that we used to see. And so we really need to sort of, we have a tool called play listening and hand in hand parenting is all about listening. And when we're listening it's not just with our ears, but it's with our eyes and our hearts and we're tuning in to try to be able to tell what are the signals my child. is sending me and some of what you can be looking at to figure that out is what I call connection makers and breakers so. If your child comes into the kitchen and starts telling you a story about their friends at school and you say oh but first before you tell me that can you tell me how's your homework going how'd you do on that test and they shut down and walk out of the kitchen that's a good example of a connection breaker if we are nagging at them if we're you know sort of like having a tone with them if we're missing the boat when they're trying to connect, like just just be thinking about does that make a connection or does it break a connection? And we really want to go for more of the connection makers. And those might be little playful ways and um, special time, which is a, another hand-in-hand tool that is about you know devoting undevoted time, letting your child know I'm gonna spend time just with you have the next 10 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And when they were younger, they might have gobbled up that opportunity. But at this age, because of a lot of the sort of discouragement and oh that's so babyish. I'm not a baby anymore. They may turn you away, but it doesn't mean they don't want it. It just means they want it in a different way. And I think Emily, you're going to tell a little story Yeah.
0: About I um yeah, so my oldest pretty early on um I don't know it when I would offer special time in that kind of official like you've got me I'm here um, kind of way that used to be <laughs> used to be a little more appreciated. Um, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, um, I don't know. It's like they would just kind of I don't know, squirm away from it. It was a it was not something that they they wanted to sign on for. I think it was part of that like oh that's babyish or oh, that's, that's a little intense. Like, I don't, I don't think I want to sign up for 100% of your attention right now. That's a little much. What, what are you going to do with it? So I found that um, scheduling and um, asking if they wanted to go on coffee dates, um, they are a, a tea drinker. And so I would do an invitation and say, let's, let's go get, let's go to the coffee shop. And so for them, it's just a coffee shop time they get their favorite tea and we sit for a bit we comment about the tea or the coffee or the job or the space um but when i go i have my special time brain on i switch gears into you have a hundred percent of me i am Mm
1: -hmm. not
0: here with an agenda i am not here to cry i'm not here to ask questions i'm not here to um give you tips or (laughs) advice or uh Mm -hmm. Or even initiate any conversation that 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 might be looking for that. I just am there to follow their lead, delight in them, and just genuinely enjoy our time together. And that's my whole that's my agenda: enjoy time and delight in them. Um, so sometimes I initiate it, sometimes they do. Um, I look for those opportunities to say yes to the activities they initiate with me, um, and they tend to be kind of small moments these days. Um,
1: Is that what you find too? Absolutely. And I think it's so good to remember that those little moments of connection add up, you know, whether that's them standing in front of the refrigerator and you, instead of just saying, hey, close the fridge, you go (laughs) to them, like hip check them out of the way and say, hmm, what's good in here? You know, and you're going for connection you know that little moment instead they're so used to hearing you say close the refrigerator it's wasting electricity for you to go over <laughs> and both them out of the way with your hip is is that's a little moment where you can have a little smile or you know the other day I was with my son who was sick at the doctor and he was just kind of grouchy and thorny and you know he didn't feel good and I sat next to him in the waiting room he didn't want to talk but I just reached over and said hey can I your palm and I there was something I used to do when he was little where I would like pretend to be reading his fortune and I took his hand (laughs) just you know and he I just felt he didn't smile he didn't say thank you mom I really appreciate you playing with me but I felt his body just sort of like relax into it he just sort of drooped against my shoulder and that's where we have to really be kind of noticing and paying attention and looking for those like tiny little windows of slivers of time when we can Put in something that'll, you know, just bring a little sparkle to their eye, or a little giggle, or something that, you know, you, you, you observe, you're being the experimenter, you're trying things out. Some it's good, you know, nine out of ten of these things might fall on their face, but your persistence actually matters to them. They can tell that you're caring. And they really need a lot. They still really need that, even though they look so accomplished and you know self-sufficient and that they don't need us anymore they're gonna you know like do you not need anybody to show you warmth anymore you're a grown (laughs) parent you're a grown adult but still it makes such a difference when people do those small things it's true for them too i wonder um you brought up the uh,
0: one of the tricky things about being the parent of an older child is that dance of do they need me right now or don't they? Do they want me right now or don't they? Their words are saying go away, but what are they really um, meaning here? So do you, um, do you have some examples of what it really looks like um, to kind of find those nonverbal signals? Um, any examples of things you've I, seen that kind of tell
1: you the real story, not just the words? I absolutely do. So I have um, a situation where I'm, recently divorced this year we're trying to figure out what it's like and how we do this you know my son is living one week with me one with one week with my ex and i mean talk about a connection breaker we're we're separated for a week and oftentimes when he comes back he'll he'll just be in a funk and disconnected and he'll say hey mom and i just want to be alone for a little while and you know we'll hear our kids say that and the the societal norm says, leave them alone, give them some space. And I do want to be respectful of his space, but I can also notice that he, the disconnect is where I can see he can't meet my eyes. He's not saying, Hey, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to be in my room for a little while, and then I'll come back out and join you. Mm -hmm. It's sort of this tight, rigid, uh, like, can't look at me. Can't, you know, he's just feeling the funk. And the other way that I can notice is, He goes into this room, plunks himself on the bed, but he left his door wide open. I think it's such a great analogy. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like go away from me, but don't really. And so I'm just trying, I don't want to invade a space, but I also don't want to leave him stuck in the place where he feels isolated. And so I'm trying something, I'm experimenting. So I sort of like go in and I knock on the door And he doesn't say, come in, but he doesn't say, go away. Okay, so then I go into his room and I go over to him and I stretch and yawn. I remember a game. I used to play with him on the couch, which was like the lumpy, bumpy couch. And I would sit on the, sit on him on the couch. And I couldn't understand why the couch was so lumpy and I would stretch (laughs) and yawn. Oh boy, I'm so tired. And I just kind of like lay across his legs on his bed. Oh, this is such a comfy bed, except it's so lumpy. Oh and he's saying to me, mom get away however he's not pushing me off of him he's not kicking me off of him he's he's saying get away but he's mm. not really seeming to me like he actually wants me to leave mm. i think there's that persistence where you know it it's tricky i don't have an exact formula for how you should do this or what's going to quote unquote work every time you're just trying things so i just stayed and know, kind of like lumpy, bumpy bedded him a little bit more. Ooh, oh, and now it's talking to me. And and at, sure enough, after, you know, a few seconds or minutes of this, like, if not really him pushing me off, but saying, Mom, and then I start to see like the corner of his mouth turn up, and he's giggling. And he's just you can feel him sort of like receiving me wanting me and he loves back rubs. So then it turns into a back rub. And, you know, it's like, it's not easy. It's not a simple process, because I could have blown it and he could, you know, but that's there would probably statement. be many blow it Thanks. moments of
0: <laughs> say it again, many blow it moments of experiments we try many and blow it they moments.
1: fail. <laughs> and I want to say even the moments that we blow, it's like, I think our children get the picture of us having intention. Mm. They really do there's somewhere in there, even if they're mad at us, they can tell my parent is going for me. They're trying for me. They're not letting me float off into space here.
0: Yeah. Yes. I feel like that's been a trust thing of, of mine as well, that my, my intention of, I actually do like you. Yeah. I like you. And I think you're interesting. And I, I want to I be available for you. I feel yeah. like if I can just keep that signal going, um, yes. then my door is open, at least. That <laughs> can sometimes get through their door too. Well, um, yes. we usually um, like to wrap up our podcast with one small thing that parents can try and experiment with. And I wonder if um, you want to leave us with, with one a suggestion for folks.
1: Yes, I do. Um, So I'm thinking about how easy it is for like, okay, we heard this podcast about play. Okay, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to tackle my child and we're going to get, you know, I'm going to get the pool noodles and we're going to play. And those might be all great things, but I think there's a step before that. And that's the part about observing and being able to listen. So my suggestion, a challenge for the parents out there is to just for like one week or four days just notice the connection makers with the little things that you do that create a connection where your child stays a little bit longer, talks a little bit more, or, you know, doesn't huff off to their room or, you know, is a little bit more willing to stay longer at the dinner table, or just something that you do that allows, allows for a little bit more connection. They sit closer to you. Um, or don't shove you off when you sit close to them. Like, what are those little things? And then what are the breakers? And and see what you can do to not go for making massive changes, but just observe, notice, slow down enough to be able to tell when are the doors open, when are they closed, because um, they're not going to necessarily signal it with a wide open. Hey, mom, come sit down at the kitchen table. I'm ready to talk to you about my work, my school week. You know it. Like, it's not going to be so nice you know (laughs) so look for those things just try to do that one little thing thanks so much and
0: thanks everyone for being with us uh, on this episode and we look forward to seeing you next time take care all Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hand in Hand Parent Club podcast. Please like and subscribe to hear more. And to connect with us between these episodes, come on over to handinhandparenting.org to join the Parent Club, where you can get coaching, classes, and live support. Come join our vibrant community of parents in the
1: Parent Club who are committed to getting the support they need to be the parents they want to become. We'd be honored to support you too. This podcast and the Parent Club are part of Hand in Hand Parenting, a nonprofit organization that supports parents, all over the world. We are here for you when parenting gets hard.